0: there, Slow Down Society. Welcome back. We are here in episode number 23. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Steph and let's get started. Okay, so episode 23. This is part three of the 21 success secrets and the last episode, episode number 22, I think had 11 of them. And then episode 21 had five of them. So I think we will finish everything off today and we will have all 21. So we'll go through numbers 16 through 21. And in a perfect world, I would have done the math better and not talked so much on the first episode. And we would have... Divide these up properly of 777, but that is not what happened because in real life, I don't know, it just, just this is what it is. <laughs> You're stuck with me in my fuzzy math. Although I do have to, to let you know a funny story in that I, I sort of, I wasn't making fun of him. I think I was just sort of paying attention and I had this sort of like, oh, I've got this one sort of moment. Last week or the week before, what was it? I guess it was a week ago. A week ago, Adam and I went away for one night. We were only gone from the kids and Sheldon for 26 hours. But we were at this nice restaurant. It was just lovely. We're looking at the wine menu. And so I said something like, oh, okay, I'll have this glass of blah, 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 Chardonnay. I can't remember what it was. Something from Sonoma County, but I can't remember the name. And it was $13. And then Adam said, oh, that sounds good. I'll have that too. And so again, that was $13. And so then the waiter, who is an awfully great guy, and he was fun and jovial, and we joked an awful lot, and he gave great recommendations, and we tipped him super well. But then the guy said, oh, you should get a bottle. It's cheaper that way. And without even thinking, I just blurted out, that's not how math works. And then he just sort of looked at me. And then Adam explained since we were each only going to have one glass, it still was a lot less expensive to pay for two glasses instead of a whole bottle. But I think he was just shocked and astonished that I didn't just say, oh, okay. And go with it and buy a bottle and then we would have had more wine and we didn't want more wine. We each only wanted one glass and so we would have either been forced to drink more than we wanted to or walk around for the rest of the evening carrying this half bottle of wine, which neither of us wanted to do. So anyway, what was the moral of the story? Did I have a moral of the story? if I had a moral story. I think I was just sharing with you, but I was excited because I got that math question correct and I am usually very quick to say out loud, oh, I'm not good at math. And so I think I was insanely pleased with myself that I got that one. And then also just for if we need to throw a life lesson in there, if something isn't correct or if you know it's wrong or if it feels wrong, it's okay to speak up. You don't have to take what's at face value if you know that it's not right. So a lot of times people are like, oh, in like staff meetings, I never talk even though I know the answer because I don't want to be wrong or I don't want to feel silly just in case or I don't want to be show-offy. No, I don't want you to do that. I want you to be You. And if you know the answer, say the answer. And don't feel like you have to stay sort of tucked away in your corner. It is okay to sometimes talk a little too loud. Sometimes laugh a little too loud. Sometimes have everyone in the restaurant turn and look at you. That is okay. You're not going to shrivel up and die. It's just fine. Okay, so then I guess I did have a moral of that story. (laughs) Okay, so our first... Two episodes in these success series, is, which I said in this last time is very hard to say, Steph's success series. It stemmed from the idea that a super long time ago, I had read Brian Tracy's Success Secrets of Self Made Millionaires. And I realized that once I was considered a self made millionaire, I had done those things, but I didn't really feel successful. And I sort of had these ideas that I think success comes from within. It doesn't come from an arbitrary number in your bank account. It doesn't come from feeling like you got this award at work or some sort of acknowledgement or being in the newspaper or speaking up on stage or doing a TED talk or writing a book. You can do all those things and still not feel successful. And I I can tell you that from personal experience, that it is something that I needed to work on in order to really own who I am and feel good about myself. And it didn't matter. And I don't want you, because I like you, to have to go through these things in a trial and error way. I want you to know that. You are doing the right things and you are thinking the right thoughts and you are taking the right actions and you are wonderful and amazing and successful. So these are the things that I jotted down and that I teach and coach on. And so there's 21 of them. And so we've gone through quite a few already. We've gone through the first 15. So I'm just going to quickly recap and just list them out. Love yourself plan out where you're going, take action daily, get adequate sleep, be around people who are good for you. You are an entrepreneur and that's even if you've got a day job. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to episode 22 where I talk about that. Number seven, keep your day job, AKA treat your job as adult daycare. Keep your eyes on your own work. Be okay with being okay. Limit social and traditional media. Honesty and integrity above all else. Be yourself because everybody else is already taken. Number 13, treat parenting as your number one job. 14, financial independence is your goal. 15, get outside as much as possible. Okay, so let's move on to 16 here in these success secrets. And so I think this episode will end up being a little shorter because we don't have as many since I talked so much in this past episode. You do not need to listen to them in order. If you haven't listened to the first two parts, which is episode 21 and episode 22, don't feel like you're behind. You are not behind in any way. You can go back and listen whenever you are ready. Okay, so 16 is only touch things once. And this idea came up when I was writing my Clean Less, Play More book, which is um, Housekeeping Shortcuts, I think is what it's called. Housekeeping made simple? Housekeeping for normal people? I think the tagline is housekeeping for normal people. But anyway, that's on Amazon, or you can find that um, on my website. But the idea is if you already have something in your hand, Put it away, do what it is that needs to be done with the something. Don't go put it on an end table somewhere or at the bottom of the stairs somewhere, waiting for somebody else to put it away or waiting for another burst of energy or whatever it is you're waiting for. So, we all have hot spots in our house and we all have hot spots in our office where things collect, papers collect. So, if you're bringing in the mail, take care of it right then and there. Don't just bring it in and plunk it on the edge of the kitchen counter to deal with later. Honestly, I would rather you keep the mail in the mailbox until you are ready to give it the five, maybe five, maybe seven minutes it requires to process. So open the bills and then go put the bill on the bills pile, throw away or recycle the magazines, shred anything pertinent or, or, or looks like it needs to be shredded because it's got personal information. And there you go. You just processed mail and it wasn't just sitting there haunting you and, and, and creating this sort of like overwhelming clutter pile. I think we all have areas in our home that if one thing goes there, other things sort of magnetically attract to them. So in the Clean Less, Play More book, I talk about the seven habits of a highly successful household, and one of them is to keep the kitchen sink empty. And I got to tell you, I have very old children in my house now. They are 20, 17, and 12, and I'm married to a 45-year-old. They all know the rules, but for some reason, sometimes it's too difficult to open the dishwasher and put the peanut butter knife in the dishwasher, so then they just put it in the sink. One, it drives me nuts. And two, it magnetically then attracts all of these other things, which in turn, eventually, really annoys me and kind of pisses me off. And I don't want that for myself. And I don't want that for you. So only touch things once. When you're done with a peanut butter knife, put it all the way into the dishwasher. If the dishwasher is full or running or you don't have a dishwasher and you need to wash things by hand, quickly wash it by hand. Put it in the dish drainer, then move on. This only touch things once thing also pertains to decision making. So we talked about decision making a teeny tiny bit in the last episode when I was talking about being, I think I was talking about being okay with being okay. So when you are in a good place and you've made a decision, that's your decision. Own it. Don't second guess yourself. Only touch the decision once. You've made it from a powerful position and you feel good about it. That's it. Don't keep making the same decision over and over and over again. It leads to decision fatigue. It's absolutely exhausting. Some very simple ways to eliminate decision fatigue and only touch things once, only decide once, is to sort of pick out a uniform that you wear to work. Maybe you will always wear skinny jeans and a long tank top, cami blouse, and a sweater on top, a cardigan on top. And all you do is mix and match your cardigans and your tank tops. There you go, that's your work outfit. You don't need to then decide whether or not you're a flowy dress person. Decision fatigues can also help if you are daunted by meal planning. Okay, I sell meal plans on my site. You don't even have to think about it. Just buy them. They're ridiculously inexpensive. And I tell you exactly what to put in the crockpot and you can push a button and walk away and you don't have to think about it ever again. If that is not your thing and you want to create your own meal plan, do it. Make two weeks worth of meals, and then just decide and rotate through it. Is it okay to have spaghetti twice a month? Yes, it is. Don't overthink it. Make a decision, own it, stick with it. If you always have Taco Tuesday, there you go. You always have Taco Tuesday. If you always have pizza on Friday. You always have pizza on Friday. What are other examples of making a decision and sticking to it that I like? I like deciding when I'm going to go to bed and when I'm going to wake up. I like knowing that I fast in the morning and I'm not going to eat anything until 10 or 12. It's just easier and I'm not constantly thinking about food and constantly wondering whether or not I should eat breakfast. Because the answer is no, I don't do that. Are you wondering if you're on the right path? Are you secretly worried that you are forgetting to put your own needs and wants first while you raise your family? What if I told you it is not too late and you really could have the dream life you've always wanted and all it would take is a few tweaks to your mindset? Each week, I have a few open slots for free coaching calls. Together, we can decipher your most challenging mindset block and clear it away so you can live out the life you've always wanted. You can sign up at stephanieoday.com forward slash mindset. You should hurry because I'm not sure how long I'm going to have this available for free and I'd hate for you to miss out. The URL again is stephanieoday.com forward slash mindset. Number 17. So 17 is a very important decision is who you are deciding to marry. And this might be triggering to some people, but I'm going to put it in here anyway, because in the last list, we had talked about you're an entrepreneur and who you decide to marry is your business partner. And it's a real thing. And my hope is that you married your best friend and you have unconditional love for this person and that person has unconditional love for you. And it's a huge decision, huge decision, and not one to be entered into lightly. And if you have any sort of red flags leading up to a potential marriage, seek counseling, seek coaching, meet with your church leaders, really dive deep and figure out who this person is and whether or not you're going to be compatible for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years and whether or not you want to have this person in your life forever and ever and start this sort of small business of living together and sharing finances and paying attention to one another. So one of the reasons, which is pretty obvious, that... Deciding who you're going to marry is one of the biggest decisions is because half of all marriages end up in divorce. And so maybe you've made the decision to not get married. And that is a-okay also. You get to decide how you're going to live your life and you get to decide. And what you decide now might not be the same decision you have in 10 years or so, but it's really important to play it all out. And, and really kind of step into where you're going. So we talk about that in the five steps of slow living is you need to know where you're going. So you need to envision yourself with your future spouse, 10, 15, 20 years. What are you doing? Where are you living? Are you both on the same page with these things? And these are conversations that you should absolutely have beforehand. If you're in a situation right now where you're looking at your spouse and you actually don't like that person, that's a problem. And that is definitely something that you need to work on and you need to decide and you need to to really figure out, is this somebody I want to be with in 10 years? Is this somebody I still want to be with in 20 years? And if the answer is no and you know you're headed towards a, a breakup or a dissolution, Then it's time to start planning now and either change your road, change the trajectory you're on so you don't end up where you think you're gonna end up and do something about it and seek out counseling and seek out therapy and and really work together and fix the situation because I don't want you to be unhappy and I don't want you to be miserable. And it's not fun to feel like you're trapped or you're doomed. Okay, number 18, plan for old age properly. So I've said it before, I'm gonna say it again. If we are lucky, life is long and you have plenty of time to do all of the things. And again, if you are lucky, you are going to get older and you will not be as young and spry and healthy and with it as you are today. And today is the best time to plan out your future and figure out what it is you want. If you do not have a living will, make one, get one, hire a lawyer, do all of the things. This is part of being an adult. And especially if you have children, this is an insanely big part of being a productive member of society and being a full-fledged adult. You've got to plan for these things. You need to have life insurance in place. You need to plan for your future and write out what you want and what you don't want when it comes to aging. Where are you going to live? Who's going to take care of you? Who's going to pay for it? How's it going to get paid for? You've got to have all of those answers in place. Okay. Number 19, stay open-minded and be coachable. And what that means is don't decide you already know it all. You need to constantly be learning and constantly being adapting because the only constant in life is change. And that's actually number 20 is to accept change gracefully. So maybe I'm going to intermix number 19 and number 20 together. But you can't decide that because you have a degree in this or you studied this or that at one time, you know all the answers. No, the world is constantly changing. You need to constantly be learning. Your ideas, they might not be correct anymore. You may have old fashioned visions and ideas that if you say them out loud now, you're just gonna kinda look out of touch. So constantly be learning. Constantly challenge yourself to learn new things. If you're in an industry, stay up to date on the new industry findings and and new teachings and all of the stuff. And being coachable and teachable, it also means that you're kind of putting your ego aside and you're humbling yourself and you're realizing that you don't know it all and that there might be people who are younger than you who, who know things. And that is okay. All right. And then the very last one, the one we're going to talk about, number 21 is to keep yourself healthy. And because again, this is it. This is your life. You've got one body and you've got to take care of it. Get adequate sleep, move your body. If you need to shed excess weight, do it. You want to be here for a long time You want to do all of the things that you want to do, and you cannot do it if you are not taking care of yourself and if you are not healthy. If you are having a hard time with your thoughts and you're sort of drowning them out by overeating or overdrinking, you need to take care of that. You need to pay attention to what's going on. I sort of teach the concept, and I've got a worksheet of feel all of the feels but only act on the facts and when it comes to being healthy, I mean in both your mind and your body. And if you're having thoughts that don't feel good and make you feel bad about yourself and then you are trying to numb them out in ways that aren't healthy, draw a line. Today is a new day. You're going to start fresh and you are no longer going to be that person. You can absolutely start making health changes right now, right this second. You can walk over and pour yourself a glass of water. You can decide right now that you're going to start logging your food. You're going to pay attention right now of how many steps you're taking, and you're going to slowly increase them. But in order to be the best version of you, you really need to take care of your health. Okay. So that was the last ones for today. So today we talked about only touching things once. A very important decision, if not the most important decision, is who you choose to marry or who you choose to become life partners with. Number 18, plan for old age properly. 19, stay open minded and be coachable. 20, accept change gracefully. And 21, keep yourself healthy. So there you go. I hope they were, these were helpful for you. Please listen to episode 21 and 22. So then you end up with all of the success secrets and you can just kind of keep yourself on track and know that you're doing all of the right things. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the right things. So if you know what all of these things are and know what you're supposed to be doing and you have goals and you find yourself kind of beating up yourself because you're not meeting the goals that you set or you've no longer even tried to set goals or challenge yourself because you sort of have this mindset that what's the point? It's not worth it. I don't even, I don't make them Anyway, I've failed at all of my resolutions. I've failed at every goal I've ever met. I would like you to reach out to me because I am happy to help and I would love to help and try and figure out what is holding you back and what is keeping you from succeeding the way you want to succeed. I want you to wake up every morning excited and ready to sort of bounce out of bed because you are just rare to go. And it sounds really silly, but I sort of think of my brain sometimes like I'm living in a musical. And maybe I'll, I should probably record an episode on my life as a musical or how I sort of feel like I'm Ally McBeal. Do you ever watch that show, Ally McBeal, and that she's got this like musical track playing all the time. But I jump out of bed, and I'm turning off the alarm on my phone on the other side of the room. And my very first thought is, Today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And regardless of whether or not you're religious or if you even know that hymn, they're beautiful words, and you can have different words. You can have secular words like the song from Oklahoma of... Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. So there you go. Something like that. It is little tips and tricks like that of sort of putting your mindset back on track. So if you want to experience that for yourself a few times a week, I have slots for absolutely no charge, free of cost coaching calls. And that's at stephanieoday.com forward slash mindset. Okay. That is it for me today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing these episodes with your friends and family and anyone you think might benefit. Go ahead and tag me at any time on Instagram or Facebook. I'm on Twitter, but I don't really like Twitter. And I'm at Stephanie O'Day. Okay. You take care and have yourself a great day. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, Comment and leave positive reviews the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.